Check, check, check. Hello. Hello, Marilyn. That's weird. I didn't hear the ring. Mm. Um. Okay, hang on a second. Let me uh, start recording and then we'll yeah, start. Yeah, do that. Do it. It's learning my noise. <laughs> well, you're in a good I, I would say I feel like I know your noise pretty well. Okay. This is right. after these, all these years. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> you, you, you ready to start? Yeah. <clears throat> Keep this in. Hello? Hey. <laughs> Hi, Dan. How hey, are you? Hey, Marilyn. What's going on? I know you're there. I, I just want to say I appreciate you taking some time out. I know you're on the show floor today. Oh, my and... God. It's so crazy here right now. Man. Are you following what's happening on the show floor? Everyone has their masks on, I hope. Well, it's a very exciting day. It's easily the most anticipated product, uh, product launch since the last product <laughs> launch. People are literally dying. I had a chance to preview some of the uh, latest chipsets, and they definitely all look like computer things. Uh, they fast? The Everything fast? Everything faster? Everything's fast. The A12, the B, uh, A24, the B12, the CNX Thursday, the D's nuts, the UB40. I'll combine these represent the first gigabit uh, teraflop fabbed uh, system on a chip capable of driving a bus. We're uh, being told that they are uh, up to 10 hours of nits on the arm, uh, so you probably want to get that checked out. I'm, I'm also being told that n no one can wait to see what I do with this, which seems like a weird thing to say. Uh, this has been Merlin Mann reporting live from the show floor. I'm so glad you took time out to 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 do that and then still made time for the show. I just I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you too. Um, the odd walla is a little bit played this year. <laughs> I think they. I think it's it's got skunked. They skunked the odd walla. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's what happened. It's <laughs> always a danger. And it's yeah. a risk. It's a risk. You do what you got to do. It's a no. It's a no risk. Dan, Dan, you're in a really good mood today. What's going on? Did you uh, did you run your flight this morning? What what are you doing? <laughs> did I run my my flight? I can't get you high, so don't worry. What? <laughs> oh, you're talking about my um your gas station. Will. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> he hates these cans. <sighs> uh, what's going on with you? What's going on in your neck of the woods? I don't know. I feel um. I feel good. I feel good today. I feel good about what Apple's going to announce, and it's actually time. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about that. Well, it's time um, for me to get a new phone. I talked the about thing. the battery. You, and... get... <laughs> you said as much in our, in our super secret private text channel that hmm. that you. Uh, well, I think I don't want to. I don't want to spill the beans here, but but you had said you know we we both you know I don't know, and I'll speak for myself. I I I, I watch these things. I watch the things. So the thing we're talking about here is the the big September event which is now in October, like mm -hmm. the World Series. Mm -hmm. No, is that right? When do they do the World Series? I don't know. Anyway, it's in a bubble at Disney World, and they are going uh, to be, uh, Apple will be announcing, uh, it is believed, a, a new iPhone and other things. You said to me, hey, let's, let's wrap this early. We'll button it up. We're going to be wheels down because <laughs> we need to shift our attention to, uh, to, 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 uh, to Tim being excited about what we're going to do with this. When I rehearsed that live from the show floor thing with my wife this morning, uh, I did... I, I did as uh, I said, we can't wait to see what you do with this. And I realized that my Tim Cook is also my Bill Clinton. Oh, it's the same. They're one in the same we can't, style. We can't wait to see what you do with this. <laughs> I did not have sexual intercourse with that system on the chip. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. No, it's good. I mean, it's Thank solid. You. Yeah. Dan, so, so, so talk about this. We're going to do a shorty. It's going to be a shorty. We're going to uh, grip it and rip it. Um, uh, what is your... <laughs> what is your situation with the phone and and what are you uh what are you looking for today? My situation with the phone. Uh you know the phone that I have is an iPhone 
10, not an S or an R or an XR or an XLS or an XT or a Premier. It's just a straight X, or as you say, 10. And it's been fine, um, mm-hmm. except that now the battery, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think, the battery is uh, is not doing so well. I've got to charge it multiple times throughout the day. Um, and if I don't, you know, so like I'll charge it as I'm driving into this studio, uh, and then I'll charge it if I run out and get lunch, and I'll charge it as I'm going home, and I'll charge it when I get home. So that's not where I want to be with a phone. So I, I and that's, a lot of that's people terrible, Dan. So how many years old are we talking about here? Well, if I you, think you know? that this phone came out. It was it October of 2017. I think about. I think I. You know, I feel like I, I can't prove this, but there's a million reasons this <laughs> might be. But I feel like the batteries go faster now maybe it's because we use these phones more maybe it's because we charge them more i mean i'm not a technologist i'm a i, I used to be a seasoned technologist i'm not now i'm not even seasoned but but my sense is that like i mean I, my phone from last year is at i think 92 percent, which seems pretty fast for one year with a phone yeah that does that does um that does seem fast so so low so first of all very important low battery I mean, uh, there are certain things. I think we'll, I have a couple of examples of this too. There are things where, <clears throat> you know, I'm not going to replace this device because of this, or this, or this, because there could be a, a better one coming out soon. Mm-hmm. I'm due. So, like, you know, if your screen has scratches, you're probably not going to replace it. Uh, based on a lot of people I encounter, if it's shattered, they don't replace it. It's costly. It's a lot of money. <laughs> it is. Right? But but I mean, like, you know, just because my battery's not, <laughs> you know, my my battery is like basically a B plus, like that, that doesn't mean I, I want to spend a grand to replace something if it's going to be obviated, you yeah. know, or yeah. even even half a grand. Yeah, uh, tell it's me about be it. What are, what are you, so so you you would benefit. You know, do, would I take this, um, it's it, it's like Darnell talking to uh, Arnie Cunningham in in Christine when he says to hmm. to Pepper, his assistant uh, Pepper at the at the garage, Pepper. he says, "Look how cockeyed he works, Pepper. He's got brand new windshield wipers for a busted windshield." Whoa! Truth and that's not how he says it. He's got like the gravel. He's got brand new windshield wipers for a busted windshield. You know, like that. And, yeah, it's uh, like when somebody says polishing a turd. I think on the face of it, you look at that and you say, "Well, that's kind of gross." Why, you know, you polish a turd, you're going to make it shiny. But you if you really think about it, if you polish a turd, a turd, you're just going to get turd on you. You know, and that's that's kind of. I'm not calling this phone a turd, but I'm saying, no. why polish it? Why polish it? Um, or polish, as you would say. <laughs> like this, Dan. Um, um, what? You know, so but the, the point is, the point I'm trying to make is I yes. I don't want to invest, even if it's 30 bucks. I don't want to invest 30 bucks. I don't want to invest three bucks in something. You know what you're doing? You're, you're, you're good money, throwing good money after bad. You know? Um, and so are you, in this instance, are you following along with what someone called Min Chi Kuo has to say? Are you following along with the, the, the Guillaume Rem, 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 Rambos? Like, are you following the rumor mill? Uh, what are you anticipating apart from getting a phone that works? You know, I think the phone will be uh, a little bit faster. I think it might be a little bit lighter. I think it might have better water resistance, but they won't talk about that. I think it might uh, have better battery life than the last one and much better than the one that I have. And, of course, a uh, much, much, much better camera. Um, I have to get the 256 
gig storage version of whatever I get, though, uh, hmm. because I'm using like 150 something already. So what, what's the what's the what's the, the current small the, version? The smallest version, I think, is well, I from the rumors that I read, the new ones are going to come in. That there'll be the iPhone 12 mini, which is like an SE sized one. There'll be mm -hmm. the regular 12. Uh, and that I know that it, from the rumors, the regular 12 starts at 64. And so you can do 64, <laughs> 128, That's unconscionable. And then the, That's so uh, lame. then the 12 Pro has a better battery, uh, not battery. Uh, it has a better camera. You know, a camera and a battery are almost the same thing. So it's easy to confuse. Uh, mm -hmm. But it will have yeah. a much better. It will have like a three camera, they're, cam, they're highly three lens camera, yeah. mm -hmm. and it will have uh, it. <clears throat> it starts storage at 128. So, okay. you know, I used to take extreme pleasure and experience the blissful joy that only happens in a state of nirvana when I would get a new phone. Um, and now I don't. I don't want to get a new phone. I don't. I don't want to spend money on it. Um, I'm sure that it'll yeah. be better and I'll enjoy it, but like, I don't, I'm not wanting to do it. I don't want to do it. I want the phone I that I say, have I to just continue. I always say that. I always say that. And I think I really like, like so many of us, uh, like the Casey lists of the world, the Casey's lists of the world. I say to myself <laughs> that I, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. I say that to myself, but you know, <clears throat> I mean the camera on the phone that I have now from last year is just phenomenal. Yeah. The pictures I get of my sweet bearded dragon, you can see every scale. I, that's what I want. I want to look at every scale. I want to look at every, see every pore. See like the highlights and lowlights. I'm looking those ear holes. Spike. Oh, he's such a good boy. Um, but honestly, <laughs> as I sit here right now, who am I kidding? But you know, um, I I don't want one either. I mean, there's other things. If I'm going to spend the money, there's other things I'd really like to put the money into. There's a um, night on the town. A night on the town, you yeah. know, <clears throat> get to spend eight hundred dollars on a Postmates burger, you know, get but, some, um, uh, get some, get some wine, some women, booze, you know, cigarettes, <laughs> what whatever. I don't know what you do. I don't know your life, but I'm just saying, like, you a thousand dollars, you could have a lot of fun. I should with get it. a carton of cigarettes, a thousand bucks. <laughs> what kind should I get? Chesterfield Kings. Get a couple, couple cartons of Chesterfield Kings, uh, Monte Cristo <laughs> number two, and uh, uh, some booze. Uh, I, I like a Padron 80th anniversary. Mm. Um, but if I, um, I just, I would love the sight of me just, you know, just waltzing into the house and get <laughs> off a scoot scoot, walk up the steps and come in with like four cartons of Chesterfield Kings. Uh, have you ever <laughs> bought a carton of cigarettes? Um, I'm going to say possibly, but if I, 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 I the reason, the reason I'm, I'm stalling on this is that at the time when I was smoking, I didn't have a lot of dough. Right. And even though cigarettes were not as expensive then, I mean, I did kind of, I think I bought them mostly a pack or two at a time. I, I almost always bought one pack at a time. And this, I'm talking about like college. Yeah, and sure. I, I, my girlfriend and I lived together briefly and she was the one that got me to switch to the marble lights. Mm -hmm. And, uh. My At first one, college girlfriend was Marlboro Lights. Marlboro Lights, uh, Calvin Klein obsession. Uh, yeah, right. And and uh, and oh boy, no no more Dracar at that point. Dracar Noir. Yeah, <laughs> I wore Dracar Noir. Yeah, I bought course. I bought a bottle of Dracar Noir the same day I bought my Miami Vice jacket <laughs> at the mall in Tampa. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I just got gotten paid for my busboy job. 
I'm oh gonna get me gosh. some cologne and a white linen jacket. It's what you do. It's what you do. And uh, and, you do. and, and, and I, I'm, I'm I think he was she, a stick so I could scrape them off the side. She said, "You know what? Why don't we buy a carton of <laughs> it's an investment? It's and like a four hundred one k for your lungs. Like we'll save money. Like you're right. We'll save money. And we got it, and we put it on top of the fridge." And when we needed a pack, it was right there already. But I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I felt like it was too it's because I decadent. was kind of smoking to like go along with the thing because like everyone I knew kind of smoked, and 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 I was like I was like a, a, just carried along for the ride. Really, it wasn't something I was doing. I didn't know why I was even doing it. And I when I when, broke up when with when her, my, when my that's how my mom started smoking. I think my mom started smoking. Um, Basically because, this is, what a different time, Dan. Yeah. In the mid-50s, everybody around her smoked. Her dad, my grandfather, smoked. Her future husband, my, my, being my father, he, he smoked, unfortunately, and too much. And uh, I, But I think it was, it was understood that, that most people would smoke. And then if you wanted to be an adult, you smoked. A, a, a similar situation between my parents and Roderick's parents we've talked about is like I remember saying to my mom when I first got into rock music, uh, I was like, "You man, you were so the Beatles were like not that long before I was born. Were you into the Beatles?" And she's like, "No." She's like, "I'm a, I'm a grown person. I the, I wanted to be grown up. I listened to you know the I listened to Nat King Cole and I listened to Johnny Mathis and I listened to like you know Tony Bennett and stuff like that. And because you know in the fifties it was about go go look at your parents' yearbooks. Everybody looks sixty. They're seventeen and they look like they're like at least forty. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that was a sign of growing up. And I think she basically felt taunted into saying, oh, yeah, you think I can't smoke? Watch me smoke. And then mm. she smoked till, uh, you know, Nirvana's first record came out. <laughs> well, there, there, I have two two responses to that. The first is when I when I broke up with her, I would like I remember vividly like getting gas at the gas station and getting a pack of cigarettes and being like, well. Why don't, why did I do that? And so when I, I stopped, like I didn't have any withdrawal or anything. I did. I just was like done with them because I don't think I ever really was addicted to them. So for me, I just stopped. But uh, the second thing that, um, as you mentioned that I was watching and I wanted to recommend this to you and, and to anyone who's interested at, at all in this topic, there is a really, really good documentary series on, um, on the space shuttle challenger on Netflix. Oh yeah, I saw that. I love the look of it. Oh god, I love the I love the design and typefaces. And I'm stuff so glad you said that so because classic. because that's what I wanted to mention actually in in I particular. I mean next to having like I, I really want a Nostromo jacket because I would be super cool if oh, I yeah. had a Nostromo jacket. Yeah. That look, but but really seriously all the stuff the NASA identity stuff. It's just it's wonderful. It's a fast fast trip to Boner Town. It's such a great look and that I see I probably Helvetica is like it's just so beautifully kerned and it just it looks so uh I timeless. love that you noticed all of this stuff too because the, I, I just all I did was look at the thumbnail, but I'm like, ooh. It's so good. It's so good. The topography in this film is so good. But it's um there I think there's three, yeah, there's three episodes. It's called Challenger, the final flight. I've put it into mm -hmm. the show notes. Okay. And it's really, really I mean, it tells the story. It uh, no, I'm sorry, there's four episodes. Um, and, and it's all told through interviews with people who were, um, who were spout, usually spouses, uh, or children of the astronauts, but it also involves everyone who was in the program at that time. The people who were in some cases responsible for the decision to launch and other things that led up to it. Um, it's not 
super sappy or anything like that. There are, it is mm. emotional at some points, but if you were there and lived through this, I think it will really resonate. But if, if you weren't alive, I almost feel like this should be required uh, viewing for you because it doesn't just talk about the shuttle. It, it really is a window into that time. And it's remarkable to me because Throughout my life, you know, whenever and back to the future is a perfect example of this. When Marty, spoiler, when Marty goes back to the 1950s or early 60s, um, you're it, it, it portrays and I think accurately the honesty and simplicity of that time. But now, interestingly, looking back through the lens of this show, the 80s were also in many ways still innocent and wholesome in a lot of ways. <laughs> and like, of course, an astronaut is like a national hero or a, or a global hero. And of course, you know, like everyone cared about the shuttle launches at first, especially. And like, it was a, it was a, a thing that meant something to people. And I just, I don't know. It really resonated with me. And, and the idea of a spaceship that would take off and come back and be reused. Yeah. Felt hopelessly futuristic. And right. I, and I, I I, I think I'm remembering this correctly, but speaking of my grandparents, I was visiting them, I want to say probably 77, 78, but when, you, you could probably tell me because you've seen this, but I remember the first time a jet took off. This is always my, this is still, this is how old I am. This is my enduring image of, well, this is the second thing I think of, or third, that I think of with the space shuttle, is the um, jet taking off, big, giant, giant jet with with the um, space shuttle riding piggyback on it. Right. Remember that's how they launched the first one as a plane took off. Well, with they, the space they didn't, they, on it. they didn't launch it that way. That's how they moved it. And that's how they tested it at first. Um, so, well, so they moved it on this incredibly slow. I've been, when I went to, Oh no, uh, I mean like how they moved it from Houston to Florida. Oh, uh, I thought this was how they for, launched the first one. Was no, that, that was the, that was the first landing test. So they had it on. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, okay. So, all right. So because but it, was, the, it looks so cool. Like a jet took off and it's got the freaking space shuttle. Amazing. Piggyback. Right. So totally cool. Amazing. Um, so cool. And yeah, so, so basically the, um, the shuttle is a, is essentially a, a glider. And, um, and so what it does is it, it, it does have the rockets and those are used during launch and for maneuvering in space. But when it it's in the- so much fuel to make a rocket go off. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it I seems think that's, so primitive. Isn't that that's like the most fraught moment of the entire mission, right? Oh yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, it's I a saw great Saturn series. Five at Smithsonian, and oh my god, it was, it was, it was, it was moving. It's moving. Yeah, to see how big a Saturn Five is. You know, just to get um, a couple people in orbit, like it's crazy. It's, so tell, tell me, you put it in notes. What's what is it called? The show? It's called, uh, and it is in the notes. It's called Challenger. See now, I forgot it. The final something, but it's in it's in the show notes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Dan, well, where would uh, people find uh, show notes for episode four nine nine of your uh, Back to Work program? Ah, yes, they're going to find it at uh, backtowork.limo slash, and whatever you just said, five. Four, nine, four, nine, nine. Nine, nine. Are we really almost at five? That's great. No, shh, shh, shh. Okay, shh. I was so, I was so happy Monday, uh, yesterday. We made it through uh, uh, one of those episodes on Roderick, and neither of us mentioned it. Well, I was so happy. Yeah, we just did um, road work. We just passed 200, and it wasn't a thing. I don't Whoa. know why people make a thing. Right. You know, like, well, who be... cares, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's nice that people say nice things, but you know, it's not, nice things are nice. But you know, like when on. you're when you're turning ten 
or 18 or 21, yeah. it's yes. like a big deal. And when you're like 36, who cares? Pat Oswalt, Pat Oswalt has a very penetrating bit about this. It's really true. You only get so many birthdays in life. And like, <laughs> what does he say? Hey, I'm looking at 37. Shut up. Do your job. No one cares. No one cares how old you are. I'm this many. Um, so we're doing an abbreviated episode today so we can find out uh, what we're going to do with and how much people can't wait to see it. But I believe we have a sponsor this week. Did you want to tell me about something you like? Yes, we have two sponsors. The first of which oh, is... Oh, two sponsors? Oh, Woof. Well, yes, it's a wonderful company called Linode. Linode. Um, you know, I pronounce it, I pronounce it Linode because I, my um, interpretation was that it is named after Linux, which is incorrectly and pronounced. What, and here's the problem, Dan. I'm sorry, it's your bit. What is, what, what is Linux named after? Uh, it is named after the inventor of it, who is... How do you L say his first name? Linus Torvalds. Nope. Nope. How do I say it? Linus. Linus. <laughs> it's true. Like Linus. It's like Regina. Yeah, yeah, his name is Linus, so I think it should be Linode. They can, they can just use that. Wouldn't it suck to be named Linus? I don't, I mean, I don't like it, but... No. So anyway, li l Linux... Linode. That's how I say it. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's how I've said it. And no I have, I, I have it on authority me. that it is. They like. They like it. It's like GIF and GIF, which I to, to which I have capitulated after twenty five years. But uh, fine, I'll say I'll say GIF if that makes you people happy, you monsters. But uh, but I, I believe I believe it's Linode, and, and it's my understanding this is a way where you get you get you get a uh, you get a computer, but it's not it's, it is your computer, but it's not your computer, and you can do stuff with it through your own computer to control it. And that computer could be far away, but it does lots of things. Is that, is that, am I getting that right? Is that what Linode does? It is. I mean, it, it, it is a platform that you can use to do anything that you want around in and around hosting. So for example, Fireside, the company that, uh, that I run as a podcast hosting company, um, it, it is hosted on Linode. Whoa. Um, right that. now, 5x5.tv, also hosted on Linode, and I have my personal sites and things like that on Linode. There is so much that you can do with it. I mean, it could be a personal project. You could be managing enterprise infrastructure. It doesn't matter. Linode is going to give you simple, affordable, accessible cloud computing solutions that really they let you take your project to the next level. And the way it works is they have virtual machines, which means you can add or remove resources on each server that you have anytime you want to do it you can clone your different machines and that's actually one of the things that we do so i have web servers for example when i want to deploy a new web server i just clone the old one i don't have to start from scratch and install one thing after another after another i just clone the existing server as it is, boom, now I've got a brand new server, which is wonderful mm. if all of a sudden your service starts getting more attention. Uh, or if you do that on your popularity. own, you're going to want to rsync and a lot of flags and attributes. Right. With this, it's like you click a button mm -hmm. and pff, there's your new server. Um, and That's it's so just, cool. the, it has built in load balancers, which they refer to as a node balancer. So you can put those servers behind one point and it automatically, I mean, like really anything and everything that you want to do. Uh, and you can run your own database and they have tutorials and guides that walk you through it. They've got wonderful tech support and they're doing something very special for our listeners. Um, it, they're giving them $100 in free credit. And this is, that's a lot because servers there start at like, you can get one, I think for like 
five, 10 bucks, like starting that's, out. That's not enough. That's not enough money. Yeah. So I mean like a hundred bucks is, uh, goes a long way there. They've got 11 global data centers, uh, human support, no tears or hands off, hand off. Like if, like, even if you just have the entry level server, you're going to get the same support that you would get if you were like fireside and you've got 50 servers, like we don't have 50, but you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. they even now have uh, S3 compatible object storage. If you don't know what this means, don't worry about it. But if you do, they have that and it's awesome. So get your $100 credit by visiting Linode, L-I-N-O-D-E, linode.com slash back to work. Click on create free account. And, uh, and by going through that, you're going to get $100 in credit. Again, it's at linode.com slash back to work. And they even have some new, they want me to mention this. I, I just see this here in the notes, the youtube.com slash Linode. They've got video tutorials now, which have tips and other things. So go check it out. Linode.com slash back to work. Get your hundred bucks credit. And uh, thanks for them uh, for supporting uh, the show. Thanks, Linode. Buck, buck. Um, um, so today, you got anything you want to talk about today? I got a couple just little things. Um, no, I mean, I have, th I have things, but I want to hear your things. Yeah. Well, we got to bust out of here pretty quick. Um, I wanted to do a little bit of, um, I don't know if it's follow-up exactly, um, but some, um, updates on, on my big, uh, resource leveling project. Cool. Um, which, um, I wouldn't say it inspired them, but like my friend Alex is doing it too. And we talked about that on Dubai Friday, doing something similar. And so just to review quickly, I, I had gotten to this point where I realized that I, it's been a while since I've reevaluated uh, sort of how I sort of apply resources to do the stuff that I do, which is a fancy way of saying I, I was tired of being really busy on Thursdays. That's where, that was the pain point that mm. caused me to do this. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking at uh, basically an approach to really thinking about writing down and thinking about everything I have to do, what days I do it on and how I could, uh, you know, improve that. And as I said last week, it's been really helpful. And I wanted to talk more about that briefly because you hope, because um, why it's been useful and just the sort of the continued uh, salutary effects of doing something like this. Um, and, and so like, as I say, the, the problem statement is like, oh gosh, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm feeling a little bit busy. I'm feeling a little bit stressed out. I'm feeling like I'm not doing the stuff that I do to the quality that I would like. And, and it, I, so I think it can be valuable to, to write all that down or type that into a program or however you do it. But it's been so interesting because, well, first of all, for the first time in at least a month, probably six weeks, this past Thursday, uh, you know, it was a breeze. I mean, not a breeze, but, you know, uh, as you used to say, it's a piece of cake. Like mm -hmm. it was not, it was not hard. I was not stressed out. I did the stuff that I needed to do and I was happy with how it turned out. We did a really good, you look nice today. I had my head in the game. It was, it was really good. And, and I feel like uh, that, that's so, yeah, success, like uh, one weekend success. But what's been interesting is that the sort of knock-on effects of that have been sort of fascinating to me because, you know, it's, it's one thing to plan, it's another thing to do, right? I mean, it's, the planning can be so great, at least when I have tried to write a large project, the constant um, temptation to go back to an organizational level rather than a doing level mm. uh, at a certain point it, it not only is producing diminishing returns, it's also 
um, like literally keeping you from doing the thing you need to do. You know, this is not, you know, if, you're, if your house is <laughs> filling with water, it's not, not, you know, a good time to draw a floor plan and figure out a zone defense. Like you need to get <laughs> the damn water out of your house. Um, but with that said, like uh, it, it's made me, you know, you know, they say about like any kind of fitness program can work as long as you sort of stick with it. And right. As long as it's not going to kill you. But, you know, I've always felt, and I think a lot of people feel that it's not a given diet or exercise plan. I mean, certainly that, that'll help a ton. The, the big thing is you start noticing how you eat more. You start thinking more about how you work out. Right. And I think that change of mind, uh, that change of attitude and that focusing on those aspects of your life might be the thing that ultimately makes these kinds of things um, successful. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that was true here for me because, you know, forcing myself into a mode of thinking in which I, I, I have, I mean, I know how to do what I do and it's not, no single bit of what I do is difficult. There's no backbreaking labor to writing five paragraphs par- paragraphs of text. But, but you know, if you have a lot to do, I mean, it's, you know, if you're doing reps with a one-pound weight, well, if you do 2,000 <laughs> of those reps, that's going to hurt, even if it's yeah. just a little weight. Yeah. So it's made me uh, much more aware uh, of, of, of how I work. It's made me seek out opportunities not to plan more, but to, to, to do better. And, um, and, and whereas I used to say like, okay, well, I'm done with this project, which is my, in this case with you, my Tuesday project is done. And, oh yeah, yeah, something, something, there's other things I need to do for the the next few days, but you know, I'm really mostly done for today. And I've started having a situational awareness to say like, oh, of all that stuff that I do, I just finished a thing. Is there a thing that I could do right now that would clear the runway a little bit for next week or the next however long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's sort of like, you know, we all have had those mornings or those days where we feel 10x productive, where for some reason we're just accomplishing so many things we've been thinking about and procrastinating. And we all know that feeling of, of being so, like, in, in, in the flow state and having, as I say, you're having your head in the game and having like um, almost like a magical mutant-like ability to just know what to do next without ever thinking it. And that that has helped. Having that frame of mind has caused me to be in that mode more often. And it's been great. Next thing is that the phrase I used last week, and I feel like I first heard this phrase from David Allen in Getting Things Done, which is uh, copyright David Code 2001, is that... Um, your calendar, for example, is a place where you like determine what the big rocks are, and and you know you can when people say big rocks, there's a, f- a few really good analogies for that. One big analogy for that is oh, a project is like a big rock that you want to break into little rocks. Here, what I mean is a big rock, as in like there's a boulder in the mm-hmm. road, mm-hmm. like a real, real big boulder that you can't and shouldn't move. Right, that's where the boulder lives. <laughs> title. Yeah. Then there are smaller boulders that you can, with some effort, move around, and there's lots of little rocks. Well. Here's the thing. If you plan your project exclusively around dealing with the rocks that are easy and fun to carry uh, or, or to move or to walk around, well, you're not really, you're not getting to what it is that makes your work your work. You will, once you, once you figure out how to clear, in this case, that path, you're going to discover there are some rocks that can't move. And uh, that's been super valuable. And in my case, what that means is, and this is no shade, no lemonade, but I've realized that the thing that 
One of the things I enjoy doing the most, but takes the most time and the most effort. This is so stupid. It's on, it's on nobody but me. But doing the show notes for Reconcilable Differences takes me a very long time. Really? On, uh, usually on, given our production schedule, it's on a, a kind of a crunch day. Like, why does this matter to you? Well, I bet you have something like that. I bet you have something that you're unconsciously, dreading is too strong a word, but that you know is going to necessarily consume a lot of your attention and your time, you know, uh, hewing to a given schedule. Um, but realizing that has been great because what that also makes me realize then that that may be the big boulder in my week in some ways, but it also makes me realize like these other little rocks and boulders, like I can, I can move those around. It's fine. But, you know, in order to have, be able to lavish the attention I want on something that takes a lot of effort, I need to not, not be running around trying to catch up on all of the little things. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this. I hope this is useful for somebody. It's been so useful to me. Um, and I, I'm enjoying being in this state of mind where I'm, I feel like I'm getting more done and, um, in a good way and <sighs> shaking off a little bit of COVID brain and, you know, trying to get back into it. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the name of that tune. COVID brain, you know, you, um, I mean, with what you do, I don't know that over much about what you do. I know you do podcasts. I know you do fireside. Do you find yourself having what I might call a repeating task? Do you find yourself having certain kinds of things that you know are going to, um, that you have to cancel other things for? Are you fine? What are your, what are, what's a big rock for you in a week or a month? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and there's so many of them and it's kind of almost, it's almost difficult or impossible to, to identify all of them. There's so much that I find I don't even have a good bead on because I'm in the weeds so much on so many different things, you know, and I don't always get the kind of a break that I would want to take in order to really see exactly what it is that I can't see. Does that make sense? Like, and I am, I am doing a lot of different things. I do, you know, on the one hand, it's the podcasting, like you said. And then on the other hand, it's, you know, like I'm doing the YouTube videos now, which is a whole separate thing. And then there's, uh, the fireside stuff, but the fireside stuff is so varied. I don't ever have a day where I know what I'm going to be doing. I might have goals mm -hmm. for what I want to accomplish. I might I mean, say, even, it's like, obviously there are things that, that might come up. Like you might have some oopsie come up or yes. some like giant help request that, that needs that, you know, requires your attention. There's those things. But even apart from that in a given day, you, you can't always plan ahead. No, I really can. And it's, um, it's weird because you would think that by now I would I would have it down. And I will say when I all I was doing was podcasting, um, then I kind of knew because the shows were scheduled. And I'd say, okay, on on this day I do these two shows or whatever it was. And I then I edit them and then I produce them and I put them out. And the only thing in and around that was if I had to do a phone call or a sponsor call or or something like that. Um and it, it felt much more regular. and But now it's very different because of the different things that I'm doing to make a living. It it varies. And, and within those different things, it varies. Like I know that we have a set time that we do a show. And that's, that's actually, I find that when I am doing a show, those are the times that I get to really just relax and enjoy it because I know what's expected of me and I can mm -hmm. do that and I have fun. But the rest of the time is like a, 
a little bit more chaos because, well, what if a support ticket comes in and then there's a bug and I have to go fix that? Well, that means I have to stop the code that I might have been working on and shift gears to try and help a person or fix a problem. Or what if there's a server issue? What if such and such a file server fills up and I'm going to, you know, it's like, so you're a lot of what I'm doing is as much as I try to be proactive, it's still reactive or responsive to something that's happening or going on. And Mm -hmm. that's a very different kind of, it's harder to get into a flow with that. And it's also harder Mm -hmm. to get into, let's say I'm working on a feature. So like right now, super exciting stuff. I'm re I'm changing some of the dashboard URLs. It'll be in its own little subdomain space and it's going to be much better, cleaner and and things like that. My bookmarklet broke for an hour and I don't know why. I, I I, I figured there was something going on. Okay. Is it still broken? No, no, no. Like I said, for an hour. Okay. Then then Uh, it was totally fine. So like, you know, but like, so that's a feature and I'm working on that. And then once it's done, I have to write it up. Maybe I'll even do a little video about it. I've got to tell people about it ahead of time. I'm going to make sure that it's very, very thoroughly tested. And this is a project that will take days, not weeks, but it's constantly fragmented and broken up because a support ticket will come in and it'll need my attention or I'll have to do a show or like we're working on a, we're using, um, um, there's a couple new podcast distribution platforms that have come out that Pete customers mm-hmm. want to be on. Oh, and I saw that. You're going to add like a, yeah, I saw that. So I I'm adding it, adding a couple of those and, you know, then those have to be documented and we got to do a newsletter and we got to do blog posts and we got to email all the outlets for the press release. And like, so like there's so many little moving pieces and, and different parts of that. And then those get derailed when there's a support ticket that I need to help with or, or, or to be honest, like I don't see podcasting as an, in, <clears throat> excuse me, as an interruption of that work, but it interrupts the flow of that work. And so like the days where I used to come mm-hmm. in and be able to sit down at, you know, 930 in the morning and code and eat lunch and code and leave, um, those are gone. And so on the one hand, it's it's interesting. It keeps things interesting because I'm doing lots of different things. But it's also can be equally frustrating because I don't get that opportunity to really get in the zone or the flow of things as as much, if that makes sense. Um, I mean, there are certain kinds of things that are very resistant to that, that cause you to not be able to get in a flow state for sure. There's a yeah. million things that come along. I remember back in my uh, back in my productivity days, um, I forget it might have been time management for system administrators, which is a a good book. But anyway, it was it was one of those books. They were just. But I remember first hearing how people in, especially like developers or people who are doing stuff in in IT, that you know one reason meetings are so disruptive for practitioners of of tech stuff is that the nature of what those folks are doing um, requires, let's put it this way, like so a, a, an interruption or like putting a hole in your morning or whatever, or whatever it is that you do to find your schedule disrupted by externalities right. Right. Uh, has an outsized effect for a lot of people in technology. I, mean, I suppose it could be true for anybody. It must be true for writers, you know, lots of different kinds of people. But there's something, like I, I, I've said this a million times, but, but you know, there are certain skills that I kind of have or kind of used to have. And if I don't exercise those skills often enough, it takes me a long time to get back into it. Mm-hmm. My sequel was one, uh, conveniently PHP was another where like, I, I, I've learned enough to be dangerous or cold fusion. I've learned enough to be dangerous with those things, but 
it's not like in my hands. It's not in my bones. Um, and I do know that when I'm in the past, when I have been sort of heads down, even on HTML, especially when I first started getting into doing the, the Zeldman years, when I first started getting into <laughs> doing CSS, like yeah. that, that for me, that took an extraordinary amount of concentration to like understand, you know, how, how to, how to make this well, not to just force, you know, exclamation point important to like, you know, make this thing do this in the cascade, but to really mm. understand that cascade. I had yeah. occasion recently, this is real nerdy, but I was doing a, a, a less base style sheet for my task program. And, um, was was doing stuff with that and it was it was really remind it brought me back pretty quickly to like what it what it feels like to be really pretty deep in the stack with what you're trying to accomplish. Right, right. And I mean and it's just it's it's it sucks that that kind of you know that kind of work is it's it can be so rewarding but it, it's it can be so difficult. Just remember back in the day trying to make stuff work in browsers. Like <laughs> oh my God. how, how I, I'm I so glad that's gone now. I'm so glad that's behind I said, us. I had to do a, an ad spot for our friends at Squarespace not long ago and I was Saying how, like, I remember subscribing to this very novel service circa, I want to say, 2000, 2002, 2003. And I believe it was an Israeli company. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the name. But you could subscribe to this service where you could basically point it at the page you're developing somewhere. And after a couple of minutes, it would show you what it looks like on different browsers. And I, I, I think it was pretty meat-headed in what it did. I mean, really? it was along the lines of... There's, there was a famous uh, screen at a BART station here in San Francisco that is just... It was a video image of a Java app running somewhere. <laughs> so you're watching a video of an app running. <laughs> of course, yeah. To see when the trains are coming. You know, it looked like... This looks sort of like a, a very painful game of transit pong. <laughs> and, um, and, but that's what the company did. Because, I mean, the stuff that you could unintentionally get wrong... Like if you if it doesn't work on Explorer, it doesn't work. That's the way it used to right, be. Right. Yes. But Explorer was so frequently the odd browser out in terms of support, and you could spend so long, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, except to say like I'm totally sympathetic to that, and I think we all have things like that where we want a, a dedicated block of time to disappear into what we're going to do here, and you you really do you need to create and maintain. Um, moats around that time or, or the, the barbarians will take over. It can be so difficult, but yeah, I, I, I feel you. It's, it's, it, but it's also just this, the affliction of the creative class in some ways where we're like, I, I'm not sure what the best use of my time is today. I mean, the, the best use of my time, like I say, it could be like a Thursday thing, like, well, like a Thursday task of like sharpening my pencils, but you know, it, it could also be finally uh, cracking the nut of this one particular thing that's been driving me crazy. And if you're, if you're getting your day sliced into a million pieces, uh, that's not good for anybody. So I encourage people to try this. And, and the thing that I'm encouraging here is to uh, see if you're maybe uh, ready for a little update to how how you work uh, to find, and, and let me let me make this a very large, very broad omnibus project. So, so we start out with, we could start out with, well, how do I do my work better? Um, how do I do my work with less stress and more quality? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very lot of key right goal. there. You just nailed it, Persig. That's the key. I was thinking of buying my kid a copy of that book I never read that you sent me. It's a good, it's a good book. It's a good book. I have it. You sent it to me like years ago. I never read it. I mean, I'm not hurt, but that's sad. I mean, I still have the book, Dan. I have it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Mm. Um, but but here's the thing. Like, so that's that's really good because like you know uh, if if you if you're fortunate enough to have work to do, whether or not it's a thing that you love, your passion project, like whatever it is, <laughs> there might be there might be a way to revisit how you do that. Uh, in the light of changes, changes in your work, changes in your life. And I think the, the omnibus part, the knock-on effect of that is, like, you're also going to be potentially creating up more pockets of time to relax, to, like, refresh, to take a walk, to read a book, to do whatever it is you want to do. You know, it's, I, I think, it's it's probably never being clearer, you know. Think about this. Think, think about, like, when, let's say, even today, when you go and you fill out a form, it still wants to know your phone number. Right. And then it'll say your mobile number. It might say your work number. That's one number for me. I have one number. That's all I love things. that. It's clean. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but, you know, and did you remember like back in the day, some people still do this. Obviously, they have to do this, but there are people who have different like email accounts for every aspect of their life, plus one with their yeah. partner or whatever. There's all those things. Like there's all these different, but like that, the idea of like those having three phone numbers is just one of many examples of a different time that, you know, for a variety of reasons, I, I'm sh maybe even a majority of majority of people still have two phone numbers. Uh, and why am I harping on phone numbers? Because that reflects a lot about like where you are. We haven't had a phone hardwired in our house, I think, since before our kid was born, because my in-laws were aghast that we would not have a wired phone in the house. And it's like, well, how often do you just not have access to a phone? Like, the point I'm trying to make is that I think they're if we go all the way back again to my grandfather's time, there was a very clear distinction between work and home. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Um, and and well, was in, the idea that you could do work from home was that no one suggested that that wasn't, it wasn't even possible. That wasn't no, even a it thing. It wasn't like sending your sick, having somebody bring home homework for your sick kid. I mean, right. it was in many cases impossible. My father, my grandfather, as much as he might want to turn off somebody's electricity for an overdue bill, he couldn't do that on a weekend. He didn't have the truck. Like right. He didn't have yeah. the thing. Right. I mean, he, he, he had to sit around and smoke, you know? So, but, but, you know, I think it feels like it's probably never been clearer how much those walls have really melted. I mean, and, and, and like, could you imagine where we are right now? Could you imagine this a year ago that we would, that our home and our work would be the same place? And, no. I mean, Folks like you and me have some experience with that from our past, whether that's working freelance, work, you know, working remotely. Um, but it, there's probably never been a better time to reevaluate uh, as part of an omnibus project, all of those different things and how, and how they relate. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a while before we go back to anything, let alone what we used to call normal. Yeah. So anyway, do, do yourself a uh, favor. Do a, do a little rundown with yourself. Sorry, not in the Scientology sense, but do a um, um, modesty stronger word. But like, give yourself a chance to look at how you're doing what you do. Find the big rocks and, uh, and make life a little easier on yourself. That's my pitch. I'm down for that. I like that. Um, did you want to tell me about um, another thing that you like? Yeah, you just actually mentioned them a couple minutes ago, a Squarespace. Oh, come on. Squarespace? They're everywhere. Big fan, big fan. They're encouraging people to try to make something themselves and and in doing so, make it stand out, make it something that's yours, make it something that is uniquely yours. The way I think of Squarespace is that it's a platform that it's like a playground that gives you an opportunity to experiment. They've made it so easy for you to create a website. You can go in and truly 
you can control and change and tweak and have fun with every single aspect of the site, especially the visual presentation. They have so many templates for you to choose from. And once you're in there, you can really, really, really customize stuff. And it's it's the fun kind of customizing where you're just moving little sliders and and clicking and it's it's not coding. It's just fun. And with all of these different templates that they have, right away you know that you're going to be able to pick something that's distinctive and and your own. But inappropriate. And appropriate for what you're doing. Are you doing a, a restaurant menu? Are you doing a, a wedding website? You know, it's it, it, they have a template for everything. But even, Merlin, if you and I started with the same exact template, just that customization, we would wind up with two completely different websites. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because... Um, one of one of uh, more your friend than mine. I've talked to him. Uh, Sandy uh, has a new podcast out, mm-hmm. and uh, I was looking at the website for it, and I was like, "Oh, this site is gorgeous! It's amazing! I love it!" Of course, of course, he has some high end team doing it for him, and I looked at the source code. Guess what? It's Squarespace. Wow! Because they let you create these amazing distinctive sites this looked like the kind of website that he makes and yet Mm -hmm. it was just something that he started with on squarespace and that's the power of the squarespace platform i'm so there's no there's no honor in being the person who makes their website from scratch unless that's part of what you do i totally agree i'm so happy to again i said this in a recent ad read um but it's i'm so happy to be out of the webmaster business i'm so happy to not need the kind of job that you and I used to have of trying to be a browser wrangler. It's, <laughs> right. It's not fun. It's, it's just, it's, it, it, it really, I mean, it's like separating arguing toddlers all day long. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing that I want to do professionally. I'm more than happy to hand that over to them. And you're absolutely right. The site is a joy to use. And I, the pitch I like to make sometimes to folks is uh, obviously if you, even if you are a huge uh, geek, like there may be someone in your life who would benefit from this site. Maybe it's your kid's school, maybe it's your church, whatever, whatever that is. But it's, it's so nice that you can help somebody set that up. I encounter so many people that are like, oh, I really should get into my website. It's so old. And or like John Roderick's been going through this with an old site. And I, my question to them is always like, well, how many pages are we talking about? And like, <laughs> sometimes we're talking about five pages. Sometimes we're talking about 30 pages. We're not talking about a thousand pages. You could literally start over from scratch, copy and paste, and basically have your site up in a day or so. Mm-hmm. It's it, that, that's really that's really all there is to it. You drag, you drop, you got a website. We're encouraging folks to make it. Make it. So make go it. go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. It's your show. One word. One word. I, I like to tell people that just going there supports the work that you and I do here. Um, hmm. But when they're there, look around. Look Time around to make you. a website. Sign up. Yep. And the promo code that you can use, and you can also use this to register a domain name if you want. Uh, it's good for for both. How many? How many? How many uh, DLD uh, domain names? Uh, more than two hundred. More than two hundred. You only need one. You only need the one. It's your show. One word is the offer code, or as you say, promo code that promo you're going to want to use. Uh, it's going to get you ten percent off your first purchase of a website or a domain. So Squarespace.com/slash It's Your Show promo code. It's your show. And you're going to get 10% off first purchase of a website or a domain. Uh, and that's it. That's what they want us to say. And we appreciate their support for all these years. Thanks so much to Squarespace for making this show possible. Hey, seriously. Thanks, Squarespace. Box, box. Okay, Dan, it's about time. It is that time. Thank- 
Okay. You got, any, got anything else? No, I, uh, are you getting, you see the leaked, you you the, the leak? I don't know. You see the leaked HomePod? No. Where do I go to see that? Oh, oh HomePod mini. Look how cute that thing is. It looks, it looks like a scented candle. It does. I would actually get this. Um, oh, hell yeah. I don't have the, a regular. I mean, if, the, if, if it is a hundred bucks too, you know, the Jason Snell rule is take whatever, <laughs> take whatever amount you think Apple will charge for it and then add more money. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> always right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I, I like my HomePod. I really just like it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still so shocking to me, whether it's my watch or it's my phone or it's my HomePod. It's still, it still just blows my mind how it's all so much slower than using Palladium tube. It's, it's shocking. I, I, I really, I really hope they tune that. But man, the speaker on these things, the way it sounds, and even if this less is less costly and has fewer speakers, mm -hmm. I, uh, if it's hundred bucks, woof, that's a good deal. They should bundle this. This should be in a bundle. They should get for their big Apple One bundle. They should give you an Apple TV, a new Apple TV. You should get a, a cheapy HomePod, and then all that, all the crap like uh, news that nobody wants. <laughs> I'd buy that. News, please. <laughs> I really know for sure that I've clicked on an Apple News link because nothing loads. Mm. I've deleted it from everything. I hate it so much. It's mm. such a bad app. But, you know, good for them. You know, content is king is what they say. That's what they say. Dan, I can't wait to see what you do with this. But what, uh, You mean editing the episode or the phone? Editing the episode okay. and buying a candle. Yeah. Doing all the things. Big rocks. Big rocks. Um, okay, I love you. I love you too, Merlin, man. Mm -hmm.